What's up, y'all? This is Bud Elliott with the Nolcast here for another instant reaction podcast. NC State 38, Florida State 22. Uh, we really appreciate y'all listening to the Nolcast during a tough season and obviously uh, another difficult game, although not not unexpected, for the Seminoles. Uh, this is the instant reaction show, so we do not edit this. We just go live to tape and put it on the internet for you. So whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Really appreciate you guys downloading, subscribing, giving us those five stars. The Instant Reaction is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. Just awesome retro Seminole shirts. Go to Homefield Apparel, check them out. Use the promo code NOLCAST. That's all caps. A lot of you have, and you've tweeted us the cool images of your shirts. So with that, let me go ahead and get into this. Um, this played out kind of about how I expect with, with, with maybe a, a couple differences. Um, at least from, from the preview. So we'll, we'll go back to the preview and catch you up from there. Uh, I did not know that Dante Lucas was going to be benched or suspended or whatever for the first half uh, of the game. Um, and so FSU ends up rolling with four true, or excuse me, not four true freshmen, but four freshmen out of five on the offensive line. Uh, Jordan Travis did not play, which is what we you know, told you we expected, obviously, uh, in the preview episode. And, I mean... Ultimately, that's that's a difficult circumstance. When you have that much youth up front in the offensive line, you're not really going to score very many points when both quarterbacks that you have operating are, are true freshmen. Um, you know, I, I FSU scored, what, 22? I think we had 38-20 or, or 35-20. Ingram thinks I had 35-20. I thought I had 38-20. So I uh, still haven't got, got a, a, a perfect score right. Couple of y'all tweeted at us to say, "Hey, why aren't you? Why isn't the old cast up yet? It's it's garbage time." And and yeah, the entire fourth quarter, uh, in which FSU outscored NC State 13-3, what well, was in garbage time? That's that's factual. Um, but I, I did want to see kind of what else they they would show because this game felt like it was in garbage time. I mean, really from the opening quarter, uh, for the most part. And I'm not gonna lie, a lot of what I saw kind of stunk. But there were some things that, that I, I, I do have some takeaways from this game, so I'm going to share them with you now. Uh, we saw Mike Norvell and his staff continue the, the trend of trying to win and legitimately scheming, game planning, and game calling to win the game. They put in, looks to me, like, like a, an absolute new game plan to a certain extent. Uh, going with that much Wildcat like they did at Memphis that one year, I think it was... Uh, it was one of those UCF years. If you guys go back and look at that, um, I, I remember distinctly watching, and, and they just they, they tore up UCF with that Wildcat. Uh, I, I think Dillingham and, and Coach Norvell really kind of had to, to reach in their bag, bag of tricks there for the offense and, and try to scheme up anything because uh, you're not going to move the ball really with the passing game with, with this current personnel that you have. Um, I thought you saw them trying to win the game in calling timeouts at the end of the first half and trying to get some points there before the end of the first half. And I thought you saw them try to win the game, not just keep the score low and avoid just a massive blowout, but legitimately trying to win the game by making the correct call to go for it on a lot of those fourth downs, including the early one, which was the right call. It didn't work, but it's the right call, make or miss. Uh, so that was interesting to me. Like, like That tells me that Norvell still has some kind of belief in his team that thinks maybe they could win this game if things went right, if they got some bounces. Um, 
They didn't get those bounces for the most part. It also probably tells me that, that he needs to, to impart the message to his team that, hey, we're, we're trying to win. We're, we're not trying to just avoid getting blown out by 40. We're, we're trying to win the game. And that, that was interesting. Podcast also brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce, the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans, 844-FSU-LOAN. Find out why so many have chosen to go with the legendary team. By Congruity. Congruity is your business optimized. Give Matt Lewis a shout. Congruity. Find out what they can do for your business. And Madison Social, Townships, and Troll. Just, you know, they've been with us for, for such a long time, doing an awesome job there in Tallahassee. If you're in town next weekend for the Clemson game, please do give them a shout and uh, and show up and, and support those, those fine sponsors of the Knollcast. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start offense here. Uh, pretty clearly the the weaker point of, of the team in this game, I, I, I thought, at least, you know, before before garbage time uh, kicked in. But no, but not really unexpected, right? I mean, you don't have Tamari and Terry who either opted out or dropped out or w- whatever whatever out he is. He, he's, he's not with the team. Uh, and Norvell didn't didn't really feel like expounding on that, and I, I felt like the way he talked about those opt-outs was much different than than the James Blackman and uh, Marvin Wilson end-of-season situations. So you don't have him. You don't have a whole lot at receiver right now that you can rely on. You have an offensive line that's really not capable of pass protecting on anything that's not, not a drop-back pass. You don't have your starting quarterback in Jordan Travis. And consequently, you put up 190 yards through three quarters. That's you know on 47 plays. It's not a whole lot of plays. That's you know, just four yards a play and only nine points. That's that's tough. Uh, running the ball, actually somewhat okay. You know, uh, 24 carries for for 90 or excuse me for for 97 yards. That obviously includes a, a little bit of lost, lost yardage from sacks, but they, they they ran the ball okay relative to the fact that NC State clearly thought FSU was going to try to run the ball because they, they I think they correctly surmised that FSU was not going to be able to throw the football effectively on the day. Um, Passing-wise, though, oh, gosh, 23 attempts for 93 yards is, is real bad. I mean, you're, you're talking about under four yards per attempt there, no touchdowns, one interception before garbage time. We'll, we'll talk about the garbage time stuff anyway, and I – I did watch the garbage time because I wanted to see what they were going to do, as I noted. Um, so let, let's go ahead and get to some some nice things. Or at least some things that maybe you can have some hope from in, in building upon. I, I think it's good that, that they set the standard. And and they, they started Schrader over Lucas. You need to send a message sometimes. I, 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 think, that, I think that move was absolutely a, a move meant to send a message. You know, if you watch Schrader, I don't know that he's super ready but sometimes you got to put guys in um i thought it was extremely unfortunate that that washington goes down twice in this game and, and missed a good chunk of the game you're having to play brady scott at left tackle who's just not a capable left tackle at this level uh we, we do know he's repped summit tackle so it's not like that came out of nowhere as far as him being an injury replacement for for washington certainly you don't want to put Chaz neal in there who has not shown that he can really play at this level um so I thought that was that was a good message to send. It's not really going to help you win this game, but if, if you're trying to build for the long term, which I think very clearly they are at this point, it, it makes some sense to do. I also thought that it was smart to keep both the freshmen engaged. 
Tate Rodemaker knows more of this offense than Chubba Purdy does right now. Now, physically, I don't think Rodemaker has the goods compared to Purdy. Uh, but mentally, understanding the offense, I, I don't think it was a bad idea to give him, give him a series or two, ultimately. Um, but yeah, Washington going down really hurts you. I, I thought there was a there was a throw that that Chubba Purdy made. Um, God, it had to be in the second quarter, just just based on on what end zone they were going to. I I was very impressed by it. Now it's a little bit too far outside. I don't think Ontario Wilson gave him a great target to hit as far as how much you know, room Wilson had between the sideline and himself. But that that's a fairly big time throw to drop that in the bucket. And yeah, he stepped out of bounds. But ultimately, I I like that ball from him. I thought he did a a good job of stepping up in the pocket where before he just drifted, drifted, drifted. Now, this is not something he did all the time, and I'll go back and and review and, and rewatch this thing as painful as it will be, uh, but ultimately, he, he did drift sometimes, but not as much. I thought he actually kind of stepped up in the pocket a little bit more. Um, and then, of course, if you want to highlight some more stuff on the offense, uh, Warren Thompson making a nice catch in the end zone, doesn't make me at all a believer in Warren Thompson. Doesn't make me at all think that Warren Thompson will be here next year. But if you want to be positive, if you want to think about that for the future, knock yourself out. Maybe maybe that's a sign that Warren Thompson can do something. That really was a nice catch. Uh, but th- this offense right now is just not, not where it can be. I, I thought Roddy Jones had a good stat on the broadcast. He does a good job for, for a- ACC Network. Uh, I, I think he said that Mike Norvell only had one game at Memphis where his offense scored uh, under 20 points, and um, FSU had already had a bunch this year. Now, he said this before they punched in the the late garbage time touchdown. Uh, well, I guess two of the three touchdowns were, were in garbage time tonight. But uh, still, that, that kind of shows you how far this offense has to go. On the flip side of things, oh, by the way, I something else I like that, that kind of speaks, I think, to where this team is right now, I think he clearly wants to get more reps for his offense out there. That's why he's leaving them out there on some of these longer fourth downs in the second half that analytics actually don't necessarily say to go for. I think he just wants to get the offense reps. That's that's, that's kind of my guess on it. So, uh, let's talk defense for a moment. Defense before garbage time, 5.9 yards of play allowed. That's actually not bad. Uh, it's not great, but it's it's not horrendous. Uh, but 35 points allowed, certainly not uh, not what you're looking for there. NC State, uh, they they didn't have any really like, like points off immediate points off turnovers, but they they did have one t- one touchdown off, off a fumble. They they had one you know short field touchdown. That that's going to happen. Uh, but they they weren't stopped very often and I, I think the the disconnect here you look at this okay 35 points before garbage time on just 5.9 yards of play how, how does that happen well NC State controlled the football uh, quite a bit before garbage time which you know was, was officially at the end of the third quarter they were actually 9 of 12 on third down before garbage time set in so that that speaks to a team that is is kind of getting what it wants when it wants against against you and I mean you forced 12 third downs in in I think only eight drives through three quarters so 
Uh, that that's not that bad r- relative to how many drives that you faced. Uh, but still, not not uh, not what you're looking for there. Nine of twelve on third down allowed is, is is pretty damn bad. I thought the defense showed some some signs of life against the run. I thought Janarius Robinson held up better against the run. I saw Emmett Rice making a number of good good run stops. I thought Fabian Lovett showed really nice pursuit and, and did some good things out there. Robert Cooper had, had a nice stop in a short yarded situation and made his presence known on the night. Uh, if, if those if you don't have those guys, this this thing could have easily been forty plus points. There's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Jarvis Brownlee in pass coverage had the nice interception. I I didn't see Asante get thrown on a whole lot tonight, but ultimately the uh, the safety and linebacker pass coverage has, has been an issue and uh, continues to be an issue. I, I think it will be an issue all year. That that's that's probably a reps thing and somewhat of a talent thing, but these guys need some reps in the scheme, man. And they're just not getting it right now. Um, whereas the defense held NC State to 70 yards on 26 carries before garbage, uh, the, the passing game, 265 allowed on 31, 31 throws. So that's that's pretty damn bad. And, and also some... It's pass interference, some, some holding calls mixed in there. I do think against the run, having Travis J and Hamsa back make a difference. But in the past game, they're these guys just right now they they don't look they don't look coordinated together. They don't they don't look like they're they're working together as a unit. I know they're down a good number of guys, but uh, it's, it's just not getting the look that you want to get from them at the moment. So. Certainly a disappointing, but not unexpected, defensive effort on the night from the Knowles. I want to quick, like quickly click, click, uh, click through here, and make sure that I'm not uh, not missing anything. Um, but I, you know, kind of a quiet night for Josh Kando. I thought I'm interested to see what his snap count was. I really don't remember him making a whole lot of plays. Uh, but you, you look at, at a lot of the the guys on defense who who got in and, and who played a lot. You're dealing with a a boatload of underclassmen. Uh, Sidney Williams even got in and had eight tackles, uh, four solo tackles. That's not a great sign when when a, a true freshman DB has that many tackles for you. But he also had a pass breakup, so it wasn't just all all catching guys after they had run for a first down. Um, this team has three games left. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I as crazy as it sounds. I actually look forward to watching each and every one of them because I want to see what kind of signs of life they, they might show. And I, I want to learn as much as I can about this coaching staff and about what they want to do and, and how they want to do things. Um, if you if you kind of take away some of the emotion of, of watching college football when you when you realize a, a team for a normally good program is, is just that damn bad, and, and they are, um, then you can kind of watch it with, I'm not saying you can't be angry, you can't be disappointed when, when they give up a, ridiculous third and 12 completion or anything like that. But you can kind of take and, and focus on some, some other things and, and you can say, huh, look, look at this guy. He, he's, he's flashing this and look, look how they play this situation or that situation. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's worthwhile. And I strongly recommend you do so assuming the Clemson game gets played next week uh, because Clemson will probably be a favorite of, you know, gosh, maybe, I don't want to say 40s, but they'll they'll be a favorite in in the in the 30s most likely. 
on 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 the road. So, yeah, that's that's tough for you right there. I'm trying to think what else what else I want to say in the instant reaction. You know, I think back to a game, and this this reminds me of this a little bit. The, the blowout wasn't as bad, obviously, but uh, in 2010, FSU goes out to Oklahoma, and they get their doors blown off. And at the very end of the game, coach calling timeouts and trying to get the offense to score, and, and it looks like they're just trying to get some kind of, you know, backdoor score or whatever. But I remember the explanation being, look, I, I want to get as many reps for these guys as I can. I want to impart to them our, our values and that, and that we always fight to the last whistle and, and that type of thing. And, you know, tonight I, I thought there was a moment in time in which this defense and this team was was just going to give up. And, and like, who can blame the defense? The offense is just not going to move the ball, I mean, really, at, at all. Uh, first half, I mean, gosh, you had – had one drive over 21 yards. That one ended in a pick. Uh, so, you know, that, that's that's not great. But when the defense allowed the rushing touchdown, I, I think – hold on, let me pull this up here. So when they allowed the, uh, the, the 18-yard run by Bam Knight with about 25 minutes left to go in the ballgame, I was like, okay, this this could be it. It's 28 to three, you know, that's, that, that could easily do it here. And yet after that, I, I, they didn't really give up. Now they're, they're not good. They didn't get a whole lot of stops, but they didn't just lie. They didn't just roll over. Uh, they, they continue to fight. They continue to play. And, and that's the kind of message that Mike Norvell needs to send to this team this year, and next year, as, as he tries to build towards something. So, uh, Really appreciate you guys listening to this, and I'll have it out on uh, on social media as quickly as possible. Please make sure to share and tell with your friends. Uh, if you want me to hoot and holler about this, I'm I don't know. I'm just not in that place right now. I'm, I I I have a hard time assigning much meaning to uh, to these games or, or to this college football season in general right now, guys. Just just to be frank with you. I I, I mean you got. UCLA is playing Cal tomorrow in a game that was scheduled with 36 weeks, or excuse me, 36 hours notice. It, this is just such a weird season. I, I just you see teams just out there quitting every week. They, they don't really care. Uh, practice is is not not at all normal, really for for most teams out there, as far as I understand it. You got guys constantly missing. I, I just find it very difficult to evaluate. The, the quality of teams going forward. I think you can look at some player stuff. I think you can look at some team stuff. And I think you can look and, and learn, uh, you know, how this how this coaching staff want, wants to coach this team or, or, or what kind of things it wants this team to do, even if they're not able to execute it. But ultimately, I that's kind of the extent of it, I really think, for this year. So, yeah. That's all I got for tonight, guys. Take care.